Veritas Honoris Amare, which, as we all know, means truth, cysts, and love. You are listening to the Dare Daniel podcast, where you send us your most sinister Christmas movie dares, and we suffer the consequences for your amusement. I'm Corky McDonald, local comedian, and uh, I've actually have been switched with a princess before. It's, it's a long story. I needed to ride home real bad. Uh, we'll talk about it later. With me, as always, film critic Daniel Barnes. Merry Belgravian Christmas, everyone. On this show, we do your dirty Christmas work by watching the most unwatchable movies you can imagine, and then we review and rate them using our unique system. Run-of-the-mill bad film, your average, everyday, Stacy's sweets and treats of a bad film. We'll rate that a dare. Double dare goes to those truly Lady Fiona-ish atrocious level movies and we reserve the reverse there the hallowed worldwide renowned belgravian baking championship winner mm-hmm. reverse dare for those despised movies that are actually pretty good christmas <laughs> today on the podcast i don't know if dan's tipped it off yet but we're celebrating the reason for the season. Uh, yeah, that's right. Vanessa Hudgens, the V-Hudge herself, as we review Baby V playing multiple roles in the Netflix rom-com, The Princess Switch. That's the way you got to say it. You're contractually obliged. The Princess you gotta Switch. You got to go up on Yes. You go up on Switch. <laughs> yes. Up on Switch. Got it. The Princess Switch. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, the other reason for the season is finding out what delicious drinks did Dan make for our mm-hmm. podcast. Corky, it's Christmas, so this is going to be kind of a Christmas cocktail mm-hmm. for our Christmas movie, The Princess Switch. Corky, the the switching concept of the of uh, the Princess Switch is what is what really inspired this cocktail. Not the princess; mm. it's more of the switch. the switch. The switching idea kind of put me in the mind of a reverse Manhattan, reverse Manhattan. Yes. The Manhattan, of course, all-time classic cocktail, originated in the 19th century. Simple whiskey, usually rye, a little sweet vermouth, some bitters. The reverse Manhattan flips the script. Sweet vermouth is the star. Whiskey becomes a supporting player. But couldn't leave it at that. I figured, here's a movie, two women from opposite sides of the Atlantic who come together. So I wanted to bring together two whiskeys. Mm-hmm. from opposite sides of the Atlantic. So I split the whiskey between Rittenhouse Rye from here in the good old USA, and Jameson Black Barrel from County Cork up there in Ireland. Dolan Rouge was the sweet vermouth, and I put a little holiday flavor in there instead of your classic Angostura bitters. I used Fee Brothers aromatic bitters, very cinnamon-forward, and holiday pie bitters from El Wapo. So I got a little Christmas flavor in there as well. Corky, your thoughts? Oh, that is full and rich, and oh my God. This is just delicious and flavorful. <laughs> it's pretty darn good, right? It's a good starter, too, because whiskey is kind of lower in the mix and the vermouth, which is more of a wine ABV. It's a switch. It's Transmanatlantic, and it's a Manhattan. So, of course, quirky it is the Transmanatlantic switcheroo. <laughs> It's the transatlantic switcheroo, Corky. Dan, when you say you're going to do a reverse Manhattan, I'm thinking, well, that's just Long Island. No. This is just so fucking good. A transatlantic. I love this drink. And now, our feature presentation. The Princess Switch. This movie was dared to us by Dan's wonderful wife, Darcy, and her dare goes as such. It's the most wonderful time of the year. 
The holidays are upon us, so that can only mean that it's time to watch a really bad Christmas movie or two. I'm giving you a gift you can open early. The Princess Switch starring Vanessa Hudgens. But wait, what's that in your stocking over there? The Princess Switch colon switched again? You both must have been very good this year. Happy holidays. IMDb synopsis for The Princess Switch. Competing in a Christmas baking competition in Belgravia, a Chicago baker bumps into the prince's fiance, who looks just like her. They switch lives for two days. Yes, the princess switch. <laughs> the switched. Princess switch. You know, it's basically your riff on uh, the prince and the pauper. And let me tell you, Mark Twain is rolling in his... Gr- no, seriously. His corpse is more confused <laughs> than anything. He's like, what's Netflix? What's Vanessa Hudgens? What's streaming? Quit pushing what's me television? and rolling me in my grave. What's World War One? I? <laughs> I died in 1910. I don't have context for these things. <laughs> Women can vote? <laughs> what is all of this? <laughs> of course, the Princess Switch. It stars Vanessa Hudgens and Vanessa Hudgens? What? what is this shit? Norbit? Co-stars Sam Palladio and Nick Cigar. Nick Cigar. Directed by Mike Roll, a prolific Helmer, forgettable TV track, not even worth mentioning. Released on Netflix, November 16, 2018. 71 on Rotten Tomatoes? What the... They loved it. What the... What the... Netflix kind of famously dodging about revealing all of their kind of numbers, but uh, popular enough with its target algorithm of um, uh, humans to spawn multiple sequels. Uh, Critics... Like I said, 71 on Rotten Tomatoes. They went over the moon for it. Here's some rave reviews. It's actually kind of funny. That's Lanita Cook, K- KCTV News at 9. Charming enough to make me sit through the whole thing. Natasha Alvar, Movie Babble. A fun piece of nonsense. Hannah Lynn, Pittsburgh City Paper. And my favorite from top critic Linda Holmes of NPR. Everyone does just fine. These are, these are, these are the positive Fucking reviews. rave reviews. You like, oh my god, those are the reviews you give to a school play you gritted your teeth through for two hours, not a real movie you pay $20 a month to a service to watch. Um, Corky, do you you've seen The Princess Switch now? Uh huh. Uh, do you have an unenthusiastic rave reviews you want to add to this uh, Princess Switch pile? It's a movie. (laughs) That's that's my unenthusiastic. My enthusiastic would say. Vanessa Hudgens actually does a pretty good job in this. Uh, you did sit through the whole thing, I hope. I did, I did sit through the whole I thing. Mean, that's, I mean, that's apparently worth a rave review for a movie that you as a critic are reviewing. This this movie ticked all the boxes. It was uh, a piece of nonsense. Uh, everybody did just fine. Uh, I did sit through the whole thing, and it's actually kind of funny. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> me and these rave reviews from uh, Lanita Cook. Now, yeah. I, that, that's, I would say, yeah... Uh, I enjoyed Vanessa Hudgens in this. I thought she was having fun and mm-hmm. she did a good job. Yeah, I mm, no, <laughs> I couldn't even get on board with Vanessa Hudgens. I'm sorry. Like, she plays two characters, and there is nothing to differentiate them other than a, a dinner theater British There's, accent. Yes, thank you. All of their differences in personality are told to us. Yeah. There is nothing in the performance to actually give them away. I, like it's like. Who like it doesn't even matter like which one is which at any point. I disagree with you because I think I think 
it's tough for someone to pull off two characters, especially when you're in there. So much of it is interchangeable. You're talking to yourself, but I thought her movements and the way she held herself, it was like noticeably visible that she's two different people. I'm not saying it's Nicholas cage in an adaptation, <laughs> but I'm saying it's better than Patty Duke in the Patty Duke show. Okay. Um, wow. Yeah. That's heavy. Take, yeah. That's good stuff. Take that heat, Patty Duke. Um, and, and I, I, I 100% agree with you that everything about these characters is is told to you. There's there's not um a plot that actually develops this kind of stuff. It's just oh boy, everybody no. speaks in that kind of like setting up everybody's character motivations dialogue. So yeah, yeah. but I thought she was good enough. Uh, she was having fun and she and I think charming is the perfect word for her to me that she pulled it off. Yeah, no, they 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 go to a foreign country, but don't worry, everyone there speaks the language of exposition. <laughs> <laughs> like that's all they could do is speak in exposition. No, I mean, I don't know. I like Vanessa Hudgens, but this and just a spoiler alert, we'll be back in a couple of weeks to review the sequel, mm-hmm. but in the second one, she does kind of go for it. I think I hated the second one as much as I hated this one, maybe more. But this one, to me especially, it's like the low production values in this one are like really glaring, especially when you watch these back to back. This is like a a hit your mark, hit your eye line, try to say all your lines in the first take kind of performance. Dude, I, I literally rewound a spot where I was like, watch her eye line. She's watching where her mark is, and now she's going to look up and be surprised. <laughs> like, we're not doing two takes. <laughs> we're not going to do it. Now, this to me, like like kind of all of the, I mean, I want to say all because I haven't seen all or even many at all, but um, like the kind of Hallmark Christmas yeah. movies that this this Netflix version is, is aping, it's designed to be half-watched. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you leave the room for a second, if you nod off watching this in bed, if you're scrolling through your Instagram feed while you're watching it, you won't get lost. No. You'll have almost the exact same experience as if you were full watching it. Uh, this movie is like so terrified that any person at any point might pop it on and not know what is happening yeah. and more important, where it is happening. Our hero walks around downtown Chicago with a hat, a, a Chicago hat, and you think, okay, yeah, well, there's 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 Cubs fans, and no, a hat <laughs> that says the word Chicago <laughs> in large letters, <laughs> and this and this is a woman who operates a business in Chicago wearing a hat that says Chicago, so you really know she's from Chicago. <laughs> like that, that's what this movie is. No, it, it, you, we've said this before. This movie is meant to be on in the background while people are hanging Christmas decorations, it's, and it, yes, at no point absolutely. are you supposed to turn around and go to this movie. Wait. She's she's ending up with the prince. Holy <laughs> shit! I didn't see that coming. No, <laughs> this movie—it's yeah, barely meant to be digested. No, absolutely. Really, what it is all about, and like you say, decorating the tree is the great analogy because this movie is about cramming Christmas mm. into every nook and cranny of your senses. If there's an empty space in the frame that's not filled by somebody's face, it's gonna be filled by Christmas. Yeah. If there's an empty moment, if there's a bit of a silence, it's going to be filled by the sounds of Christmas. It's going to be people watch Christmas, they drink Christmas, they wear Christmas. Everything is Christmas, and your goodness as a as a character is directly related to how much Christmas. <laughs> like how how That's... much Christmas do you surround yourself with? Which is why Belgravia is apparently the best place in the world because it's just Christmas country. Yeah, it's Christmas town. <laughs> 
Uh, I thought Belgravia, a little reveal about me, I thought Belgravia was a Middle Eastern, like Slovenia or something like that. Nope, turns no. out it's in the heart of London. Uh, it's British. But apparently, it's just British. Uh, it's where Santa is the Archduke. And that's that's Christmas just reigns supreme there. <laughs> the other thing that that's, this movie was made for is for product placement for Netflix. I yes. I 100% think they have studies that, that tell them, okay, after watching this, did people go watch The British Bake Off, which we also stream? Did they go watch Downton Abbey, which we were streaming at the time? Right. Uh, what, did they funnel, what does it funnel to? Or does it watch the actual movie that we put a product placement for in and tell them to go binge watch? <laughs> And then when Princess Switch is over, suggested as mm-hmm. the next movie to watch. Yeah, no, most of most of the uh, these two films, a little bit takes place in Chicago. You can tell by the hat. Um, <laughs> but in these two movies, they take place in countries called Belgravia and Montanaro. Yeah. And they are just British. <laughs> they are just British. Like... And reflecting the rich cultural stew that is modern day, no, pasty, white, British as British as British as British. All right. Sorry. Princess Switch. Let's get Let's into go. it. Let's go. Right away. Christmas sights, Christmas sounds. Mm-hmm. Do you know it's Christmas? How can you possibly forget? This movie won't let you. First thing we see is snowflakes. First thing we hear is sleigh bells, followed by maybe the most dreadful Christmas song it it seems like it was just spit out by a, a machine where you just pushed one A uh, and and the algorithm spit out like the the blandest worst Christmas fucking song. Ever. Absolutely, every montage has one of these terrible pop yes. poppy Christmas it, tunes. Yeah, in the sequel, Kelly Clarkson plays. So obviously, this movie was like a big fucking hit with the with the algorithm. They got that, that Clarkson Netflix money. Says. They fucking nailed that shit. All right, so we talked about exposition. Here comes an avalanche in the first few minutes of this movie. 90 seconds, you know everything you need to know about motivations, characters, and plot development. Store sign, Stacy's Sweets and Treats. Go into the store. An old woman walks up to Vanessa Hudgens and says, Stacy, your bakery is the best kept secret in Chicago. Then uh, there's Kevin, her uh, platonic friend. Oh, Kevin, you're the best sous chef in the business. Too bad we're platonic friends. Um, even though I'm sort of a surrogate mother to your sitcom daughter, Olivia. <laughs> oh, there's Olivia right now. Olivia. Oh, hey, do you know that the Christmas baking contest in Belgravia? You got accepted. We're all going. All expenses paid. I mean, we fucking nailed that in 90 seconds, Dan. Already. <laughs> Stacy, no, not ready to move on. Declines the offer. Kevin. Ever since you broke up with Paul, <laughs> I mean, like, it's just the whole thing. And then she's like, no, no Belgravia. She walks down the street, and there's her ex-boyfriend, Paul, right fucking there. And, and the, right there. The store he's walking out of just says Christmas in the window. <laughs> just looks like, is that the Christmas store? <laughs> oh, my God, Yes. So she has this, this is where she's wearing her her hat that says Chicago and wearing it in a way that suggests that Vanessa Hudgens has never worn a yes. hat maybe well, ever in her life. This was the way they made Vanessa Hudgens relatable. She, they put a hat on her, she wears her hair in a ponytail, and that's like, okay, well, she's obviously a gross, hideous monster now. Now, we've already heard people mention Chicago several times. We've seen shots of the Chicago skyline and the river and everything else. And she's wearing a hat that just says the word Chicago. <laughs> like, again, this is like, I am half watching this movie. I also love that the kind of dialogue that she, when she sees her ex-boyfriend and his new fiance, she's like, oh, I'm sure he's mentioned me. It's like, that's, 
That's just not what you say in a human interaction, but it is what you say in a script where the setup is like, oh, no, he hasn't. No, you you were long forgotten, Stacy. She also meets a man mm-hmm. um, who is never actually identified. I just called him Creepy Christmas Wish Guy sure. because he talks about Christmas wishes and her Christmas wish coming true. And she meets him right before running into her old boyfriend. Uh, and she tells the boyfriend about the getting accepted into the big Christmas baking contest in Belgravia. You know what I mean? The big, the big Christmas baking contest that literally everybody in the fucking world knows about. Um, that is definitely and not she the tells British about- Bake Off, which <laughs> no. is also streaming on Netflix. <laughs> she, she tells him about this to kind of like brag a little bit to kind of counteract that she's feeling a little inferior because this guy has his new girlfriend mm-hmm. and she's tall and beautiful and he's forgotten about her about uh stacy but so she brags about it but that apparently means she's literally now forced to go <laughs> to a foreign country to bake <laughs> like what <laughs> like as though like he was gonna follow up on it or something like that like what the fuck and you can say the it brag was like, all you needed yes. the brag was like you did get accepted you did get you accepted don't have to go that's now, not Stacey. a lie that's not a lie, but it's just like next scene, airplane, whammo, we're in Belgravia. Okay, now, we're just in Belgravia. I now. get that the Belgravians have all this dough to spend on this bake off because it, it is the <laughs> Christmas bake off of the world. Who pays for Stacy's Sweet Street store, store to run? I mean, I get it. If they want to fly her over there, they want to put her up in a nice spot. Who's running the fucking business? Yeah, they talk about that for like five seconds. Uh, Stacy's just like, Oh, what? Close the store during Christmas? And they're like, come on, do it. <laughs> That's like it. This is also when the first of many John Lennon quotes, or actually the same John Lennon <laughs> the quote. same John Lennon. And you want to talk about rolling in his grave. Like, I do not imagine John Lennon penning that song in his post-Beatles career being like, fuck, I hope this is in uh, just a testament to capitalism <laughs> and <laughs> ridiculous love stories. Yeah, so we're in Belgravia. So uh, they put up at a hotel in Belgravia. No, they stay in a mansion. They stay in a fully furnished mansion. A fully furnished Christmas mansion. Yeah, it's a Christmas mansion. It's a Christmas mansion. And uh, Stacy's still wearing that Chicago hat. I mean, like, does she look like a tourist wearing that? Well, <laughs> they had to have her wear that because uh, Princess Margaret, her doppelganger, uh, looks like Jackie O, and she's got the pillbox hat on. <laughs> what if what if what if Princess Margaret had the hat that said uh, Belgravia on it? Like, I know, right? Just so we were sure where everyone was from. <laughs> so, yeah, Stacy wants to follow the schedule. She's here for a big baking contest, but that's not fun. No. So says Kevin, the, Kevin the sous chef, and his daughter Olivia. Um, so she relents. She's all right. Okay, let's go. And she sees who? Creepy Christmas Wish Guy. And he's acting like, I don't know who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. I'm just Creepy Christmas Wish Guy, just doing my thing on either side of the fucking Atlantic Ocean. What are you going to do? Uh, so n- not, no big deal. Um, we should mention royal wedding. There's a big royal wedding coming up here in Belgravia. It's all the talk of Belgravia. Mm-hmm. Um, besides the holiday baking championship, and I guess just Christmas. Belgravia is like just just reeking with Christmas. It is just it is the Christmas capital of the world. Well, there's also the the uh, ballerina school academy. Oh yeah, the the big ballerina. Yeah, academy too. So we got a whole <laughs> Christmas space. Everything's happening on this one city block, which is like <laughs> all of. What we find out is all Belgravia is a castle, a Christmas mansion, and one city block mm-hmm. where all the commerce happens. Um, and even though, again, 
everything is Christmas. So like, this is obviously the busy time of the year. There's never any more than like 20 people yeah. <laughs> in downtown Belgravia for anything. And obviously it's, it's where the immaculate snow draw drops because it, there's no dirty snow. There's no melting snow. It's all like, I imagine Belgravian janitors <laughs> are out inspecting every snowflake. <laughs> But yeah, there's a royal wedding coming up between the handsome Belgravian prince, Prince Edward, and a reclusive duchess from Montanaro. Now, Stacy, as she's walking around seeing the Christmas sights and all of the Christmas everywhere, almost hit by Prince Edward's driver in the middle of the street. So that's their meat cute is a, a near vehicular man. Very cool as ice. <laughs> I did write, though, when that happened, I write, okay, so we just met the love interest and or bad guy. And it turns out kind of both. A little bit of both. Because the love interest is in the back both. and the bad guy, if there is one in this movie, is the yeah. driver, is the butler driver. Yeah. And if there's a bad girl in the movie it would be stacy's rival oh her baking rival who they they go to the set of you know holiday christmas baking belgravia championship and her rival is like really pointlessly condescending last year's winner brianna last year's winner brianna absolutely um they have tension that goes brianna exactly is, nowhere this is so pointless. It was not needed in this movie at all. So pointless. Yeah. So that like Brianna has like two or three scenes, and this is one of them where she's just like, "Bleh, your store, bleh, and one my store, bleh." Near the end is meant to like look like it's going to make something matter, but it's yeah. just resolved in the very no. next scene. It's just nonsense, complete nonsense. So Stacy stumbles into the Royal Duchess, Lady Margaret of Montanaro, the quote-unquote princess of the movie. Neither of these people are princesses. Mm. Um, duchess. Which is, she's a duchess. She's a duchess. Yeah. She's Lady Margaret. They're not princesses. So she passes the Lady- duchess upon the left-hand side. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they are exact doubles. They're both played by Vanessa Hutchins. Get it? But uh, Lady Margaret is Montanaran. So again, she's just as British. So she has a posh British accent. <laughs> she's just British. And she's wearing a lady. She's wearing a jacket. I love how you or, point that out. That Belgravia and Montanaro, they try to make that sound so exotic or it's just like right. different. And it's like, no, it's just in England. It's just a part of London. Yes. So they they stumble into each other and they're just very like, oh my God, wow. Like, holy shit, we look exactly like each other. They talk about making a wedding cake for Lady Margaret's upcoming wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, back to Olivia and Kevin. Um, there's a secret handshake between Olivia and, um, and Stacy. It's a big kind of thing that they have. She's also, we established that like this, her assistant, Kevin, they like each other, but they're, they're very friend zoned. Yes. Uh, they've known each other forever. It's just never going to happen. Yeah. I, at this point, turned to my wife who gallantly watched these movies with me and it was like, yeah, so he just ends up with the, the fucking, <laughs> with Lady Mart. Like, I mean, like fucking hey, this movie writes itself. He's way like, too handsome not to end up with somebody. And Right. He's going to, he, you've established how nice he is and how handsome yeah. he is. And you've established how ambivalent both of these like women are towards their prospective mates. So obviously they're going to switch and that's the princess. Like, I mean, come on fucking on. I mean, again, this is, you can't like, what, like I, this, this is driving me crazy because I'm like, this is meant to be half watching. I'm full watching it. <laughs> 
That's driving me insane. The other thing where I I get really fucking sideways about these rom-com movies is like you either are hung up on someone or you've found someone or you're questioning Mm. whether who is right for you of the people you found. So it's always just – I mean maybe that's because they're called rom-coms. It's so romantically focused. There's never like a chill moment. Like, you know, I'm just focusing on me. I got a fucking bakery to run. Right? They both think the other one's got a fucking country, for God's sakes. But instead, uh, Lady Duchess Margaret proposes that they switch places. Sure. She says, let's switch places. And Stacy says, quote, switch places? (laughs) They're switching places, Grandma. A holiday. Grandma. What's a holiday? What's a holiday, right? It's just like, fuck, watch the movie. So, yeah, she decides to switch. But here's the thing. So, the explanation for how Lady Margaret, yeah, who is essentially Belgravia's version of Grace Kelly, Diana Spencer, <laughs> Kate Middleton, sure. how could she walk around as her complete identical and, and, and still not be recognized, right? Because it's her complete fucking identical, right? Because they explain she's camera shy mm. and no one knows what she looks like. So in that case, why switch it all? Yes. <laughs> Walk outside right now. Do it right now. Do it right this second. Do it anytime you fucking want. Yeah. But she decides, no, I need to switch place with this random person I've just met because she looks like me. Like, what insanity so is that? so camera shy. People don't quite know what you look like. You're free. You can go experience. No need to Queen Amidala this shit. Just go outside. Walk around freely. (laughs) Yeah. Instead, she's like, no, we need to have a life swap. (laughs) Like, I need your life. (laughs) I'm doing this because I'm a good, like, it's so insane. But Stacy is like, yeah, okay, fine, good. I have no problem conning the only two people in the world who who give a fucking flying fart yes. about me and who I care right. about the most. Yeah, uh, Olivia and Kevin. Um, she'll do it to get Olivia into that prestigious Belgravian ballet program. It's just produced so <laughs> many great ballerinas. I mean, my God, come on. Okay, so... Yeah, we agree to the switch. Boom, you know what that means. Makeover. Mm-hmm. Makeover sequence. This is like the training sequence in a boxing movie. This is the outfit switch montage yeah. from Heart Condition. <laughs> yeah. Good Heart Condition reference. Good Heart Well, condition. anytime you can bring up a Bob Hoskins makeover montage, you got to bring it up. Go back and, if you haven't listened to Heart Condition, go go give it a listen. It's episode 20 or 30. So I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> it's got numbers in it somewhere. Look it up. Uh, yeah, Prince Edward, of course. Luckily, luckily, uh, poor man's Eddie Redmayne over mm. here. He is utterly clueless. Sure. Utterly clueless. Kevin, also utterly clueless. Olivia, utterly Clueless. All right, so Edward, you kind of like, okay, this guy's a twit. He's a royal dum dum. He's he's been living his whole life in the castle. He, you know, British royal family, bunch of bunch of dum dums. Um, so okay, maybe he's just a dum dum when he asks a simple question and fake Margaret acts insane uh-huh. and stammers like an idiot every time he asks her a simple goddamn question. 
Every simple fucking question. All right. Maybe it's just an idiot. Dumb, 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 stupid, dumb, dumb. Kevin has known Stacy. Uh, her whole life. His his entire life. Olivia has also known Stacy. Her entire life. Surrogate mom. <laughs> they are not bothered at all when they're like, hey, Stacy, what's going on? Uh, uh, um, I, e, uh, like this, I was like, half of this movie is stammering. So much fucking stammering. Stacy, Stacy burns toast. Stacy forgets a secret handshake. Like, it, like, she's either having a stroke or that's not Stacy. Like, something's obviously wrong. I think Olivia picked up on it at the appropriate time. She picks up on it, but still goes with it until she actually sees Stacy call her own phone. Olivia's yes. the true, yes, that's right. That's what it takes. She's the true manipulator of this whole chessboard because she's like, I'm waiting till I get that ballerino sponsorship. That's all I need. She's maneuvering her pieces. That was the whole reason she got the invite over there. The one thing I did think was crazy was that Stacy, as Duchess Margaret, refers to uh, stuffy old meetings. Right? She's like, I don't want to do with these stuffy yes. old meetings. Yes. Remember that for what later meetings? when she gets mad that it's like kind of sexist that she's not allowed to do stuff. <laughs> You just no, called it's a, Affairs of State stuffy old meetings. No, it's hilarious. This movie insists that like princesses are constantly like doing paperwork. No, that's that's the and, and in meetings. That's part two, man. Part two <laughs> yes, is career right. princess. Can a career princess find love? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Oh, yes, but everyone's acting insane and stammering and not being able to do the simple things um, that they can do. So that's 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 this whole It's also bit. It's hard to decipher the difference when you find exactly the same, not only the person who looks just like you, so mm. much so you have to look at a mirror at the same time and confirm that you're not <laughs> looking at a mirror right then, that they're also both just pitch perfect at accents. Like, accents are hard to continue all the time. And they both just fucking crush accents that they've never tried before. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, again, this is where I really notice, like, how much Christmas uh-huh. uh, was in this movie. Like, people have a fully decked out tree in their bedroom. Yeah. Not just in the living room. Because they have that, too. But in their bedroom. Uh, and any space in the frame, again, around an actor's face has Christmas. It has lights, it has trees, it has garlands, it has wreaths, it has uh, yeah. holly, it has mistletoe, it has anything. If it's anything, not shot any, inside a room showing Christmas, it's shot from outside through a window with icicle lights around it and snow drizzling in. It's a they, Christmas postcard. No, they really fill it out. And I will say that like as as noticeable and as over the top as it is here, it will feel like restraint <laughs> when we get to number two. Oh, yeah. Holy crap. That goes nuts. So yes, um, fake Margaret, stammer, stammer, stammer with Edward, stammer, stammer, stammer the next morning, breakfast with the in-laws, fake Stacy is stammering, fake Stacy calls fake Margaret, that finally gives it away to Olivia. Fake Margaret, champion equestrian, can't get on a horse, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which Edward's like, ah, what am I, dumb, stupid fuck? <laughs> she is, I didn't realize how tiny Vanessa Hudgens is until this scene. Oh, right. Yeah, she's yeah. like a. Sure. Her ho- they give her a small horse <laughs> to get on and off, <laughs> even, though, even though all the outside scenes are shot in front of a green screen. They do give her like a, a really small horse because it's like, that's not good. No, she can't do that. 
But we are kind of seeing that also Stacy acting as Duchess Margaret and Prince Edward have more chemistry than Prince Edward, I guess, than Prince Edward and Margaret actually do because he finishes a quote that she starts, which sure. in a movie is a romantic thing. In real life is just fucking annoying if somebody interrupts <laughs> you to let you know that they know what you're going to say. Yes. Thanks for cutting me off. <laughs> yes. The the king is suspicious because he's like because the script says so. This, this woman, well, because she's acting completely fucking insane. Any human would be suspicious of this person who, every time you ask them a question, starts darting their eyes around and stammering Sweating. uncontrollably, <laughs> just like like looking for an she's answer, pleading the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> so he gets the the driver. Who I guess is Edward's hand or whatever, right? Like Edward's uh, Edward's servant, head servant, uh, to follow her around and see what's going on. So I, I mean, it just gets crazy, um, predictable, kind of from here on out because there's just all these sort of near unmaskings with Margaret and Kevin, and uh, while they're falling for each other, and the same thing with Stacy and Edwards, almost uh, getting caught in the switch, but then also falling for each other. Uh, and meanwhile, creepy Christmas wish guy just kind of keeps showing up over and over and mm-hmm. over again, too, to kind of nudge them in, in various ways. No idea what the fuck this guy's fucking agenda is. We never find out. We never find out. I assume he's CIA. <laughs> Honestly. And he's he's setting the stage for a coup, which uh, nearly occurs in, in part. I think the ballet gets brought up again because... Kevin says something to his daughter, like she's crestfallen about not being able to go to the ballet. He's like, oh, honey, you know we can't afford the ballet. No, you can just afford to stop work for however long this Bo Gravy <laughs> No, right. Stay. Like you really went and uh, inquired about the tuition. <laughs> and, come on. Come on, Kevin. Quirky, you still don't get Seinfeld references. Right? I don't. I'm not. Even though that show is That's streaming on Netflix available, Including well. on Netflix. <laughs> including on Netflix. Surprise. So let me take... There wasn't a scene where she walks in and there's like, a <laughs> right. or Frank, the, the cab guy comes in just wild, like Kramer through the door. I will say creepy Christmas wish guy. He's a real sidler. He's a real sidler. Mm-hmm. He's constantly sidling up to people and, and delivering his little sidling Seinfeld reference for everybody except quirky. Um, have we mentioned that this movie is absolutely blunt and and just unsubtle about delivering various plot points to make sure that nobody gets lost? There's this scene with Prince Edward staring at a portrait of his grandmother. He's just on a balcony in this giant house, inside the house. So, uh, whatever, a landing, whatever you want to call it. He's sitting there staring at a picture, and then whammo out walks fake Margaret, real Stacy. And it's like, what's the deal with this painting? And he's like, yeah, here's the, my grandmother. She was great. Yeah, that's my family crest. Plot. That is so unsubtle, and yet it will be brought up in a way that's even more unsubtle later on to be like, hey, remember this fucking scene. But it's just so like so artificial how, how they're just like, we need to, to bang out some plot here real quick. So remember, grandmother, family crest, big deal. Um, so meanwhile, so remember... Their their kind of their personalities are meshing more. Well, the thing is that Edward is a little more reserved yeah. and he's more organized, and so Stacy, fake Margaret, is kind of attracted to that. Yeah. Whereas Kevin is more fun loving, right? Sure. And and that's why um, uh, fake Stacy, real Margaret, is more attracted to him because that's her personality as well. 
Um, so they have a snowball fight, right? Because you know they're they're just they're fun they're fun loving people. And let me tell you, these snowballs <laughs> they land like punches in the Balboa Drago fight from Rocky Four. Like there's like he throws the snowball, it's like bam! <laughs> it just like really hits. It really hits, and the, they wear funny Christmas hats. Sure, together they're having fun. Um, meanwhile, Edward uh, saves uh, fake Margaret from public embarrassment uh, at a, a, a ball. She's playing piano, and even though she's a piano impresario, forgets how to play piano. And he's like, that's not suspicious. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll play this with you. Just here's the key. He practically like, moves her hands on the key. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> she's not a piano impresario if she can't remember how to play piano. Um. Creepy Christmas wish guy, still there, still nudging, still nudging, still pushing. He's nudging the Hudgens, telling her, you know, there's a Christmas gazebo out back. Yeah. So what I love here is Stacy, after this this ball, this benefit ball, this ball that is a benefit for the children's shelter. Oh, the children's shelter. The children's shelter of Belgravia. She's, She's like, hey, you need to stop throwing these benefit balls for the children's shelter, Okay. Wouldn't it be so much better if you volunteered at the children's shelter instead? So he goes down to the children's shelter, probably with photographers, to play the piano and decorate yeah. it. So much better than those benefit balls, which, as we find out, paid for food and clothing. Yes. Food and clothing. Things every child needs <laughs> like to live. To live. But it doesn't pay for a giant tree and ornaments. And it's like this movie, it, it, this is its idea of like virtue. Like, don't you feel better now? Like you literally took food out of the mouths of starving <laughs> children to pay for this fucking ball. This is where Margaret, who's doubled as Stacy, gets stopped for an interview with Food Insider magazine. Because there's some buzz that she's going to be the top winner of this. And Dan, you write for, you're a copywriter, you write for things. I mean, that's how all interviews go, right? These ambush interviews for who's the contestant in the Belgravian Christmas Bake Off. I know. This interview ambush is right out of God's Not Dead, right? Like, it's just like, get Duck Dynasty in here. (laughs) No, that's just good journalism. What was the buzz? How was their buzz? Who's buzzing? Who's buzzing? Like, these streets are nearly empty. Like, tourism is dead in Belgravia. Are you kidding me? This is a Christmas country. This is a fucking disaster. (laughs) Meanwhile, Uh, there's a shelter where children need food, and they're wasting food in a bake-off. There's war orphans over here, but it's all right. So they go back home, and Kevin says to fake Stacy, want to watch a Christmas movie? So what do they do? They pull up Netflix yes, it's a full- and watch A Christmas Prince, which was the movie that was suggested for me to watch after this movie ended. <laughs> oh, yes. You fucking bastards. And yes. then there was A Christmas Prince Wedding and A Christmas Prince Baby, right? That was with yes. the sequels? And The Christmas Prince the uh, prenuptial cameos, there was the princess. cameos at the end of the second uh, princess switch yeah so there's a lot of princess and prince crossover christmas gotcha time. um because this is the age of movies as content and not art well i'm waiting for the fourth uh, a very princess uh, divorce <laughs> that where they really just go into the custody battle of the whole thing like who gets the uh, belgravian laws are different than montanarans right that's just it it gets really even though they're like three blocks away from each other (laughs) 
So remember that uh, family crest uh, that belonged to Edward's grandmother? Edward gives fake Margaret the family crest. And she says, the family crest. <laughs> it was your grandmother's. <laughs> like, we watched the fucking scene. This is driving me insane because he's not supposed to be watched <laughs> with all of your attention. And I'm doing it. And it's driving me fucking crazy. The family crest motto is veritas honoris amare, which to them, they say it's truth, honor, and love. But a uh, quick Google search told me that it's actually truth assists. <laughs> And love, which I think is a much more interesting family motto, <laughs> and more accurate. I'm sure. And you're you're like you're saying like, look, two out of three are going to be good. One's going to be bad. That's a good summation of life, you know. If if you can get sixty six percent of good in your life, you're doing well. Two or three, I'll take two. Or sure, three all the day, all day long. Um, say I remember Stacy's rival, Brianna. Mm-hmm. Oh, she sneaks in the night before the contest and cuts the cord, <laughs> which, of course, on the mixer. Which will not, it won't matter at all. And fire the production team for this Christmas bake-off because nobody spotted a cord was cut on a piece of equipment. Like, they had that whole thing set up, but forgot to check that equipment's plugged in. Like, we have, we've plugged in a frayed cord? Watch the (laughs) Iron Chef. Those motherfuckers are repairing things on the fly as it's happening. (laughs) Yeah. Do better, Belgravian. Um, Yeah, so uh, Stacey and Margaret come back they're ready to switch but they kind of don't want to switch because they they like the other guy right yeah um but again it's time for that big baking competition that no one seems to give a flying fuck about like literally like as you said not even the production crew gives a shit about this fucking bake-off what's the point of this bake again this is a state-sponsored holiday baking championship that seems to have no point whatsoever meanwhile there's like war orphans who unclothed and unfed i'm 100 percent telling you this is made to get people to go binge british bake-off after this (laughs) that's all it's subliminal binge material yes absolutely so uh remember we said the the servant was following Frank, Frank was following uh, them around. Finally, get a photo of the two, the Stacy and Margaret together. Uh, gives the queen the photos, um, but she is convinced by creepy Christmas wish guy that it's all good. There is such a know your place peon. Yeah, the queen really. just tells him like, "Okay, thanks for the info. Oh, by the way, go muck out some shit stains in the toilets." Yes. She says it much or you're nicer. Fired. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And he just gl- gladly goes and does so, it. The queen sends real Margaret mm-hmm. to go judge the competition. This, despite the fact that, I mean, she's not qualified to judge this competition in any way, shape, or form. I mean, at all. We've, this woman has the, the palate of, uh, like, a lifetime smoker in her, her late 90s. You know, she, she burns toast for the love of God. She can't, she can't make toast. She literally can't make toast. Right. She would burn ice cubes. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, who wins the contest? Um, who do you think? Who do you think? Why, it's Stacy because she's the best baker. I mean, I'm sure it doesn't help that she's like dating the prince of the country that literally sponsors this entire competition, was put up in a mansion and everything, and also is like new best friends with um, the new pr- princess. I mean, it's just, come on, she's so connected. I, yeah, I also watched it with my, my girlfriend and I watched it with my mom as well. And we were watching it and I was like, all I could say was when it's revealed that they've switched places, I would have been like, fix. The fix is in. Fuck this. Right? I'm really the winner. Brianna <laughs> has every right to be pissed. Every right. Every right. But she's so rude. Um, but yeah, the uh, Stacy wins. The switch is revealed. Everyone's crushes are revealed. Olivia yells, kiss her daddy. <laughs> Which I didn't care for that. 
Um, so Margaret and Kevin get together, but Stacy is not convinced for five seconds. She storms <laughs> off and says, no, no, we're too different. We're too different. And Edward says, well, let's give it a year. And if we're still love each other, I'll marry you next Christmas, which is, that's insane. That's an insane proposal. But she's like, okay, that's fine. And everyone applauds, despite having a, a complete lack of context, a la Holiday and, and every other And no movie. citizen of Belgravia is like, <laughs> Belgravia. has their faith shake, shook in Belgravian leadership. No citizen of Montanaro is like, wait, what? What? What did you do? Do we have people masquerading as a royals? You just switched places with some person? Like, just a random fucking person? Like, what is any of this? That's really, like, in part two, uh, treason and traitors get brought up. I'm like, you guys are willing complicitly in all of this. (laughs) But, of course, flash forward a year, and we're at the wedding of Edward and his new princess, Princess Stacy. From Chicago, hey. remember? She had a hat at Chicago. Uh, she throws the bouquet. Margaret catches the bouquet. Slow-mo, final shot, which made me laugh for some reason. And then some more simpering Christmas pop schlock. Corky, that's your movie. It's called The Princess Switch. Any uh, remarks before we wrap it up and give our ratings? It's Christmas-tastic. I mean, uh, it, it, they they cram Christmas into every single for sure. nook and cranny of this. And not just like in looks, in dialogue, in plot, in music. Uh, And it's got that that kind of treacly Christmas light set to it, like filter. Yes. No, as uh, in both movies, if there's a slightly out of focus Christmas is in the background of every scene. Like if there's a close-up, if there's a kind of over-the-shoulder type of a shot – and there's some some of that space between the two heads on the either side and in the center of the frame. There's Christmas. In yes, there. there's Christmas in there somewhere, right? Yes. And yeah, on the soundtrack, there's Christmas. <laughs> when they eat and drink, they drink and eat Christmas. They watch Christmas on Netflix. Yeah. it's Christmas, 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 I, Christmas. I mean, literally on the scene where she runs and just happens to run into her boyfriend outside of her shop, like like he knows where her <laughs> shop is. He doesn't need to be shopping over there. There's a store that just says Christmas in in. Yeah. It doesn't say like Christmas sale. Doesn't say like it's not. It's a permanent sign in that window that says yes. Christmas. It's just there to remind anyone who just popped into this movie. It's like a they live. It's, it's set just at Christmas. Obey Christmas. <laughs> so true. Corky. Yeah. Let's give our ratings to remind everybody. Run-of-the-mill, bad film dare, next level, bad double dare, a movie we actually kind of liked. Reverse dare. What's your rating for the princess switch? I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go dare on this one. Mm. Um it was I was enjoying myself because of Vanessa Hudgens. I thought she was really, really enjoyable in this. Um, it's not like a great grand performance or anything like that, but she 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 pulls it off and she looks like she's having fun. She's good at each um role. I found enough differences. I found enough differences in her mannerisms and her interacting to make that aspect of it believable, of this ridiculous premise believable. So Everything else is kind of what I find contemptuous about this kind of stuff, but I really, I really enjoyed her. And a hundred percent, you know what you're getting with this movie. So if you, you can't be too upset, I don't think it's not that egregiously bad. So, um, yeah, I'm going to say dare. It's egregious. <laughs> That's pretty goddamn egregiously bad. Um, Maybe it seems less egregiously bad now that I've seen the second one. <laughs> but uh, 
I thought it was pretty awful. But, you know, to be fair, I am nowhere near the target mm-hmm. algorithm mm-hmm. Uh, for this movie. Um, but boy, maybe when you're just reduced to part of an algorithm, I don't know. Maybe that's a bad thing. I don't know. Yeah. I'm just throwing that that's out there. That's a good point. I'm just throwing it out there. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give this movie a double dare. But, Corky, my Netflix algorithm is now irreparably mm-hmm. fucked up because right after watching The Princess Switch, guess what I did? Guess what I motherfucking did? Did you watch? I watched another Princess Switch. Princess Switch 2, the switchening? The switchening. <laughs> Switch, please. <laughs> Switch happens. <laughs> All right, that's all we have for you on this episode of Dare Daniel, but we'll be back in two weeks to review, as Dan said, another Princess Switch movie. Oh, yeah. More of this. More of this. Can you deal with it? Until then, send your most sadistic or altruistic movie dares to us at daredaniel.com, and be sure to follow Dare Daniel Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, like and rate us on iTunes, or wherever you listen to your podcast. You can read more of my movie reviews on the Dare Daniel website at daredaniel.com. Corky. Yeah. Christmas. You going back to Belgravia again this of year? Of course, yeah. I got, I'm got. i opening yeah. for the Belgravian Christmas Bake Off. Sure. Uh, sure. I do all my Belgravian shtick, uh, and it's... <laughs> That's your wacky Belgravian character. Yes. <laughs> Where it sounds just like an English person. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, no, come on down to the Sacramento Comedy Spot. Very good for Dare Daniel. I'm Daniel Barnes. Christmas. And I'm Corky McDonald saying uh, love, cysts, honor, and lying to your partner.